But joining us right now is Mr. Matthew Miller. He's the creator of Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, this new YouTube channel that I'm very much enjoying. I sent it out to people this uh, last week to share with people because I thought it was so amazing. Good morning to you. Uh, it's very early for you over there. Vip. Can you hear me all right, Adrian? There you go. Now I can hear you. Perfect. Oh, good stuff. Okay. I'm all good to go. God reward you for sending it out. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Sending absolutely. Out the channel. Yeah, praise be to God. I think it's a it's a great uh, work. I enjoyed watching it, and I know I realized it, it just got it started booming. And I first saw it, I saw it like thousands of views with it, a brand new channel, and that never happens. Usually, new channels no. take forever to to pick up. And so, uh, tell me about the before we jump into who Saint John Bosco was and stories about his life. Uh, let's start with this. How did you end up creating this channel? Why did you end up creating this channel? Well, you have to think of the situation of the modern world. Um, how few role models we have now. Uh, imagine if you're a young man wanting to become a priest, you know, you have all the abuse scandals and everything like that. So we have to think of a role model to give young men and, uh, and even to give priests, you know, people that are already priests today. Um, and who better to draw from than St. John Bosco? He's the only one that I've ever read where you can be afraid of God's judgment, but still be confident in God's mercy. I mean, he's an incredible thing to have. So why do I think that telling stories about him three times a week would work? Um, there is a drive now for doctrine in youth. There's a major drive, and especially on YouTube. So YouTube is becoming television, and television is becoming obsolete. And there's a market now for long-form content. So like, 10-minute pieces is what I do, 10-minute pieces on St. John Bosco, three times a week. Um, so that's more or less why I started it. And I, I work with America Needs Fatima, as you do, you know. And they asked me to do this channel, and previously I'd been doing TFP Student Action, which is a group of men that go to university campuses, and we hold up pro-life signs, and we get spat at and yelled at. And, all, and we have a lot of people converting, too. And filming that type of thing is very, very different. And I didn't necessarily want to switch to this other form of, um, you know, it's kind of a, a calmer form. So I was having a hard time with it. And we have this one statue of Our Lady of Graces out here on our property. And I went out to the statue and I, I uh, held her outstretched hand. And I said, if you want me to do this, you got to make it happen because we need someone to translate it directly from its original Italian. Um, there's 20 volumes on St. John Bosco, 20 volumes. We know more about St. John Bosco possibly than any other saint. And the only caveat is we need to translate it from its original Italian. So we found someone for that the day after and everything started falling into place. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and then we launched the channel. Sure enough, people wanted to watch it. So we launched a video about Grigio, the angel dog who protected St. John Bosco from assassinations. Um, and that one got 25,000 views. That is really not common in, in, uh, in today's YouTube scape. So, um, I feel extremely blessed already. Um, and I have a lot of Catholic nuns praying for me right now, a lot of priests, um, cause that's really the bottom line. You can do whatever you want as far as, uh, YouTube, you can promote, you can promote, you can promote, but really what's going to get it done is God's grace. Mm. That's what really gets us through, you know? Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of the story of, of why I started. I was asked to start it and I loved St. John Bosco. And then I started reading about him and I realized the more I read about him, the more I love him, you know? It's really, really, uh, he's an incredible saint. Yeah, it's you know? kind of uh, interesting because, you know, people will, people don't really think too much about what it means to to love, right? We kind of use love mm -hmm. in such a colloquial sense where we say, oh, I love pizza. Oh, oh, I love you. Or, oh, I love my mom. Oh, I love my dog. And we kind of have, we use the word love so flexibly to apply to all sorts of things. But to love something is to to will the good for something, right? As St. Thomas would say. And when we say we, we love the saints, and whenever we get to know them, we love them more. Because if we love someone, we want to know them, right? You don't get to, if you, mm -hmm. if you love your, your spouse, you don't gonna, you're not going to just be like, oh, I have no idea who this person is, but I love them. Um, no, you, you have to know someone. And so if you love God, you have to get to know him. You got to read the Holy Scriptures. You have to think about him intensely, do study philosophy, theology. The more you know of him, the more you love him. Um, it can be a theological, philosophical knowledge of him to grow, or it could be a personal and interactive knowledge of him. And the same thing with the saints. Uh, I've noticed the same thing. There's been saints who I love, like St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Dominic, who I, I love dearly. And the more I learned about them and the more I read of St. Thomas, I realized he's also a poet. I didn't know that. Neither he also wrote I. music. Yeah, he wrote music. Uh, he wow. did. Uh, he wrote all these different things. And I fell in deeper love with him. Uh, and then I just and then also we kind of have sexualized the word love as well. So it's weird to say I, I love this man or I love my friends um, real quickly. I know it's a little off topic. Would you comment on that? We have we're about to go to a break in about a minute. But do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, the thing about him is that you can study him for your whole life. And I feel that you won't truly know him. Um, and in reading about him over the past few days, I've realized that he was a prolific writer, too. Um, he wrote a lot of different catechisms, for even for children. Um, I found this one website. You know how it always says in, his, in the 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco, I stayed up late writing, you know? Well, what was he writing? It was, it was incredible how much this man did and uh, the amount of miracles he did as well. Like uh, his boys would have toothaches and he would, there's this one account of, uh, he took this one boy's head and he placed it over his heart and then he let him go and the toothache was gone. Or wow. uh, a woman on crutches went to visit him. And, and hold the it right there, Mr. Matthew. I'm going to have to cut you off on that, on that uh, cliffhanger. And when we come back, we're going to finish that story. The woman with crutches came to John Bosco. What happened? We'll be right back with more Catholic Drive Time after this short break. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. And today we're talking to Mr. Matthew Miller. He created this new YouTube channel, which I think is pretty awesome. You should definitely check it out. It's called The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco. And before the break, we were talking about this woman who was crippled and she went to go see St. John Bosco. And what happened? Uh, Mr. Matthew Miller, good morning to you. And thank you for joining us. Uh, would you like to finish that story? Sure. Uh, good morning. Well, this is all from the account of Charles Gastini, who was an oratory boy. And yes, he saw a woman coming in on crutches and she asked to speak to St. John Bosco alone. And then... A few minutes later, they saw her walking out without crutches. So you and I, I mean, it's anyone's guess what happened. 
And um, Don Bosco did miracles like this left and right. When he goes to Rome um, for the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, there were crowds marauding him, asking him to heal them. It was, <laughs> it's unbelievable. There's in volume seven, eight, and nine of the biographical memoirs of St. John Bosco. You're just bombarded with all of these miracles. And as far as prophecies, I just found an article from the Italian TFP was talking about how he wrote a letter to Franz Joseph. Now it was an Italian. I don't know Italian, but from what I could make out is that what he told Franz Joseph could have stopped World War One wow. if Franz Joseph would have followed it. I mean, this man formed a century in a way. Um, so that's why I really wanted to do three stories a week about him. Uh, it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know. You've been watching it, right? Absolutely. And it's been, I, I was, what I was blown away about the most, to be honest, was the production quality. And I knew that you were a good videographer, but I figured I saw the, them pop up and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, oh, this is probably going to be Mr. Matthew standing in front of the camera and telling the story. But you put so much effort into this. The the video with with the with Grigio, I was blown away. You're like uh, just shooting at several locations. You have your your dog there uh, with you. Oh yeah, and Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. And, and I was just blown away by the the production quality of the actual video. Uh, so I highly recommend if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. But here's my my question for you. Uh, yes, all sir. the time, I see Saint John Bosco being depicted as the jokester, the one who plays the little boys <laughs> and these ideas. And I'm sure he, he joked around with the boys. I'm sure he did. Uh, he played games with the boys. I'm sure he did. Uh, he's known to for as the apostolate for, for the young, for the young children. He's a patron saint of youth ministers. And that's kind of what he's been branded as. And everything else about his life is kind of forgotten. Most people I know, that's pretty much everything they know about him. Uh, so could you kind of bust some myths and tell me uh, what would be a more authentic picture of him? I can't tell you how many movies I've seen on him and how disappointed I was in every single movie because yes, he ran the oratory. He was very kind to boys, but at the end of the day, if they were um, going against the norms of the oratory, he was really hard on them. So there's this one, the fiendish elephant, this one dream in the 40 dreams of St. John Bosco, by the way, he didn't just have 40 dreams. He had about 200 dreams. He was a wow. visionary of the first <laughs> wow. order. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, everybody thinks it's just 40, but that's just the main ones. Anyway, the fiendish elephant, which is one of the main dreams, um, this demonic elephant comes and half of the oratory boys side with this fiendish elephant and the other half goes to Our Lady. And Don Bosco says at his good night talks, he says, uh, either mend your ways or go. So he was a mixture of like when you read about him, like I was saying, you feel consoled and confident about the future, but also um, you have to deal with the justice of God. Both things are very apparent with him. And that's what I think that's what makes him a real saint for our times is because you have all this sugary sweetness and you also have the horrible things in, uh, that are going on in the world. Like what just happened with the Grammys, you know, it's like an open worship of Satan. So you need both aspects and uh, we're suffering and we're probably going to run into an economic crisis here. And he is the saint 
for that type of thing, you know, because he had to raise funds for his um, Our Lady Help of Christians church. Uh, it's a beautiful church. Um, I, I just looked up pictures of it the other day and uh, he would fundraise like you wouldn't believe. And I actually have, you have a second for me to read a, read a comment. Absolutely. That I got recently? Go ahead. Okay. So this is a comment that I just got and it's, it shows me that I'm, I'm really hitting the mark, or at least St. John Bosco is, you know. Um, Magdalena Isaiah says, I've had a hard day today trying to figure out what to do about my continued financial impasse. And this video has really cheered me and given me hope. I can't thank God enough for leading me to your channel with these inspiring true stories of Don Bosco. That's more or less the gist of it. Um, so it's already making an effect. Thanks be to God. Awesome. Praise be to God. Uh, Tito, you had something? Yeah, Matthew, this is uh, Tito. Uh, you said that uh, you've noticed in the culture that TV's losing its grip on culture and, and people are gravitating oh, yeah. towards streaming services such as YouTube. And you've also identified that long form uh, programs for children have really been on the rise. And with all that said, do you believe that the message that John Bosco presents a masculine man with, with uh, hard truths that can be engaged and and uh, and grow with in your virtue and decrease your vices. Uh, to me, that seems countercultural and and where we stand now. I, I believe that would be a plus for us as Catholics. Do you do you emphasize oh, yeah. that? Do you do, have you identified that? Have you noticed that? And and uh, are you purposely this? when you're preparing your videos, you're, you're making a mental effort to make sure that that comes across to the kids, because I truly believe uh, children um, are attracted to strength and not to weakness. Oh, of course. Yeah. So oh, of course. Yeah. And, and also uh, you can do pretty much whatever you want, as long as it's a story for kids, kids will listen to anything. Um, so I always try to make it a story that illustrates kind of how Don Bosco interacted in his everyday life because I think we don't understand saints. We just don't. And uh, especially with Hollywood, uh, all the saints. I don't, I don't know if I've seen many saints. Oh, the passion got a lot of things, right. Um, but I've never seen it exactly um, portrayed correctly, you know? So think about Don Bosco's daily dealings with the boys. Yes. He was firm in a lot of things, but he would also, um, he also knew how to be light, you know? And I try to find stories that has as much dialogue as I can because um, saints are neither uh, Calvinistic, you know, they're, they're not ultra serious. They are serious because they're thinking about their final end, but they, uh, they also try to be personable, you know? And I think the more we know of uh, Don Bosco, the more we know of his daily dealings, the more we'll love him. And that's the most important thing is because we've totally lost the conception of what a saint's supposed to be, you know? And if we understand Don Bosco, the more we'll be like a saint because that's part of admiring. If you admire something, you take on the aspects of it automatically. I, think, I think you're on to something here because I, uh, in the little time that I have in my, in my leisure uh, activities, I have noticed this one YouTuber ex Navy SEALs and all he does is sits down and talks about nonfiction horror stories 
And I caught really? him when, yes, and it's long form, 10, 12 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. And wow. I caught him in the beginning. He Apparently he came over from TikTok already popular and he ballooned in the hundreds of thousands within weeks. And, and, oh and, my gosh. And something, if you ever watch Joe Rogan, it almost seems like it's an interview, yes, but it's a story oh, un yes. unfolding as he interviews. So I just yes. want to emphasize, I want to add more fuel to your fire that I, you are onto something with this and you may want to take uh, ideas from uh, this ex-Navy SEAL. I cannot remember his sh the name of is his it, show. Is it Popomedic or? Not certain, but. but well, Mr. Uh, Matthew has also uh, done recently the, what was the other one? The Catholic Men's Podcast. Was that the name of it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just a hobby. That's not officially recognized, but yeah, I, I got a lot of experience of, uh, basically reading stories. So I clocked like 300 hours in a recording book booth and, um, it pays in the end because then you learn how to pronounce certain words and, um, yeah, it gets a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I think that long form is the way to go because people, and, and plus the whole structure of my video, uh, it's clear. Okay this part's the cinematic portion. And then this part, you're just going to listen to the story. Uh, so you can even put your phone down and just listen to it. Um, because there's no music midway through, at least in general, you know, so I'm trying to encourage, just listen, just listen to the story because faith comes through hearing. Remember Fulton Sheen, you know, just listen to the story. That's true. You know, the, before we run out of time, you know, one thing I wanted to emphasize was something you brought up earlier about how John Bosco is a saint for our times. Uh, could you give uh, some more examples of how he is a saint for our times? I'm thinking of his uh, response to the Freemasons at, the, at his time, the response oh, to yes. the pontificate oh, at the time, things that. like that. Yeah. So when I sat down to write the first episode, I was overwhelmed because it's like trying to, to do a show about Our Lady in a way. You know, like where do you begin with, with Mother Mary? You know, so I sat down with St. John Bosco and I thought, well, why don't I make that the whole question of the channel? So you had all of these Freemasons trying to assassinate him. They would um, go to oratory boys that had graduated and were hard up, and the Masons would offer them a position. And uh, there was this one, I forget the name of the boy, but he and 12 other assassins were assigned to knock out St. John Bosco. Well, why did they want to do that? And, and by the way, th this kid came and he... He couldn't take it. He just knelt down in front of St. John Bosco and St. John Bosco forgave him and, um, and uh, provided a, a good place for him in another country. But why Incredible. did they want to take him out? You know, why did they want to do that? He, just, he wasn't just running a boys school or, or a boys home. There was something far more than that. And I think it has to do with his writing. All of his writings are in Italian. I'm going to have to find the ones that they didn't like, but the Masons, really hated them because they're against the church. So uh, he was a he was a mover and a shaker. For Absolutely. Sure. That's why they wanted to take him out. And I think you know? that is a, such an important point because people talk about, yeah, they tried to assassinate him, but no one asked, why were they trying to assassinate him? What's up with that? Yeah. And they yeah. kind of just forget that. And it's a kind of a big yeah, deal. Okay. 
So well, maybe you have to have an angel dog to protect him, you know? Exactly. So thank you, Adrian. Exactly. Thank well, you, thank Adrian, you very much, Mr. Matthew, for joining us today. It was a blessing to have you on. And uh, if you have not checked it out, make sure you go look up Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco. Check out that YouTube channel. Leave them a like, comment, share it with a friend. And if you want to hear more of his stuff, well, make sure you go check it out. You're not going to regret it, I promise. We'll be right back. God bless you. God bless you.